Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So one of the uh, biggest things plaguing our health care is all the fat, which is called bureaucracy. And um, the Liberals created what is known as LINS. This is L-H-I-N-S. This is the Local Health Integration Network. This was brought in under the McGuinty government. And it was brought in under the premise that these government agencies would deliver health care to smaller communities. And so they oversaw this $30 billion annual funding, operating funding. Um, But what became very clear was that this became nothing more than an extra level of pencil pushers. So Ford has announced that they're dissolving those agencies, which will save about $90 million in admin costs. And they'll bring in five agencies for oversight. And those screaming mad at Ford um, should probably remember it was the Auditor General that confirmed nothing in health improved under these agencies. Nothing. The execs got a great tax-paid trough filled, but it did nothing because they didn't meet their targets. Let's bring in Dr. David David Jacobs. He is a radiologist. So he's currently in healthcare, but he also works uh, with an organization called Coalition of Ontario Doctors. He joins us now. Dr. Jacobs, in your mind, when you hear about cancellation of the LINS uh, agencies, you say what? Oh, I think it's uh, long overdue. Why? I mean, most people will look at this and say, well, we don't want cuts to health care. I mean, why would we get rid of something that's supposed to help the local economy uh, or the locals, uh, you know, who, who need to get this kind of health service? But what was what is it about LINS that made, I guess, most, um, you know, health care workers so angry? Well, I, I don't think that it's as much anger as it is frustration. Uh, really, when you look at the LINS and you were to ask any average Ontarian what a LIN does, they'd have a hard time telling you. And what's even more concerning is if you ask a nurse or a physician what the LINs do, they'd have a hard time trying to tell you what they do. So it's it's a $90 million a year line item in healthcare, and nobody's really quite sure what it does. Uh, and what we see is when we have more and more layers of bureaucracy, it really gums up the system. So while it was probably done with good intentions, it really has never proven to be a useful tool in healthcare. Right. And so what I think it did for a lot of frontline workers like yourself is create a lot more paperwork. So a lot of pencil pushers uh, doing well at the trough, but it, it did not in any way um, make healthcare delivery more efficient. They didn't meet their targets. And so getting rid of this then how um and do you see this as a, as a good first step in starting to rein in the waste oh ab- absolutely so if we uh you know we we talk about targets i've got uh, the mri wait times right now we have 39% of patients are scanned within targeted time. That's an immense failure on the part of, uh, of the bureaucracy that is supposed to be delivering this care. And when you think of how much they're actually costing, and if you even moved a fraction of that towards scanning MRI patients, you would have uh, the lists cleaned up in no time. 
So it, it's uh, it just is a complete waste of money. Now, the idea of, deliver, of of having a voice in a regional area is not a foolish thing, and I think uh, the Ford governments clearly recognize that. They're they're uh, keeping uh, five agencies, uh, and I'm not sure what they'll look like, but they're they're keeping um, a skeleton behind. And what we found is that um, a skeleton crews of bureaucracy can be very effective, but once it starts to to, to get bloated, it becomes very, uh, it, it, like I said, it gums up the system. So this is very much the right thing to do, and this is the right government to do it. You've been pretty vocal when it comes to health care and fixing what ails the system. Do you get the sense that this government, for all the criticism that it does get, are they moving in the direction that health care uh, workers uh, want and, and feel is the proper way? Well, so I think that uh, the most important question is, are they moving in the direction that the patients are going to benefit from? You know, I, I, I have vested interests as a healthcare worker, but ultimately it's the patient who's the consumer here. And I think that uh, they, very much so. They're, they're clearly focused on the patient. Uh, they're less concerned about the internal politics. They're less concerned about uh, making the bureaucrats happy. Uh, quite frankly, they're less concerned about making physicians happy. They're concerned about the patients. Uh, and the Ford government is showing their concern about the patients and doing, taking the right steps to take care of patients in Ontario. They're doing a fantastic job. All right, but $90 million, that is a drop in the bucket yet as far as, as recovering costs and trying to find efficiencies. But um, what else then after Lynn, once you've got this bureaucracy kind of broken down, where are the other big, big areas they need to get to quickly? It's, a, it's, it's difficult. So uh, $90 million may be a drop in the total budget, but it is still a significant amount of money, and it can have a great deal of impact for patient care. So I think right there, in terms of money, you're, you're, you're seeing a significant amount of money that will make changes. I think uh, some things that you were going to have to look at is um, how are we going to move patients out of the hospital mm -hmm. uh, when they don't need to be there? How do we move them through the emergency room faster? Uh, and what we're going to have to realize is that all of this is very, very expensive. And some of the solutions are going to have to be uh, public and privately funded. And we're looking at long-term care facilities. Those need to really get started. We need to get shovels in the ground and get going on those. Uh, and I am aware that there are some projects that are starting up, but it's going to be at least two to three years before we see those realized. So that kind of initiative is something that we're really going to uh, need to get going on. And I know that they're that they're making headway on that. I know quickly. Oh, sorry. Just before I, I let you go, because I'm going to hit a break at, at, in the next uh, 45 seconds. But I do want to know, because you brought it up, um, about delivering services, whether it's a two-tier, you know, private, public service. Are they talking about creating more privatized services? Not to my knowledge. So I haven't heard about more privatization, uh, but I can tell you just looking at the healthcare dollar, it's limited. Uh, and at some point, we're going to have to look towards other jurisdictions like Quebec, where they're letting in more and more uh, systems where somebody can pay privately. Uh, and we'll have to see if that's going to be efficient. But that's up to the Ford government to decide. And so far, no, I have not heard anything along those lines. Okay, we'll keep watching. Dr. Jacobs, I appreciate you so much joining me. My pleasure. Talk again.
Dr. David Jacobs uh, informing us of how this works. And look, I don't think you're going to get a lot of arguments from frontline staff on this. Because that's what you should be. But that's where the money should be bulked up. Forget the administrative side. You give it to the people doing the heavy lifting day in, day out. I am Alex Pearson. This is On Point on Global News Radio.